Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a really fun show today. One that I've been really looking forward to do because I know one question that you and I get all the time is, how can you guys afford to go to Disney so much? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Derek. How do we do that? Well, one way is by, of course, travel hacking, finding uh, little sneaky ways to save money here and there. And so with that, we're bringing back to the show, from backtothemouse.com, Mr. Joseph Kaplan. He is kind of a guru when it comes to Disney travel hacking with finances and credit cards. So we're going to pick your brain a little bit here in the next uh, 45 minutes. But Joe, thank you so much for being back on the show. Glad to be back. Thank you, Derek. Awesome. Well, are you ready to kind of dive right into your uh, to some of your things? I love your website, backtothemouse.com. Uh, always got some good tips and tricks for you. So give a little shout out to your uh, website and mm-hmm. blog right there. Thanks. It's uh, we, we basically list the techniques that we uh, use ourselves. We try not to, to uh, go too much off topic in unexplored territories. All right. Well, I know one thing that we get asked a lot about, and so we thought we'd bring it up. And one of the reasons why we brought you on the show is, of course, the Disney credit card. Credit card's really big, using points, but can be kind of overwhelming. So what do you think, Joe, of the Disney credit card? Uh, We've had both versions of the credit card, both the free and the premium version. Um, And and, uh, that was, in fact, our first travel credit card that that we used to... um, get extra Disney reward dollars uh, for use at Disney. You get uh, 1% for uh, whatever you purchase, and it's stored in uh, Disney reward dollars. You can then transfer that to a a Disney gift card uh, that they'll send you, and then you can spend it just like it's money at any Disney property, either on the cruise line or or Walt Disney World. You can use it on property. You can use it to pay for uh, Disney packages that you book. Um, If you're only going to get one credit card and you want to go to Disney, it's a great credit card to get. All right, Doug, I know you have a you have one as well? We do. We have the premium one um, that has an annual fee, but you get a little higher returns with that one. So uh, certain different things that you purchase, you get different percentage backs. I don't know the specifics. My wife is really in charge of all that. But uh, one of the perks that we use a lot from the Disney Visa is the actual the character meet and greet in the park so not only are you earning reward dollars to spend on your disney vacation or for your disney vacation you're also getting in park um you get to meet characters with minimal weight i mean we walked right in and met like kylo ren or darth vader um and it varies uh depending on the park you're at and california and at world but that's one of the great things about it and you also get like a newsletter with kind of disney news so that's kind of fun to get, and they release some of the specials, like uh, you know, hotel rate discounts to the Disney Visa card holders. 
before the general public. Have you ever booked with the Disney Visa card rate, Joe? Yes, that was the original reason that we got the card, uh, because they would open up um, uh, sometimes free dining or sometimes mm -hmm. uh, room discounts that if you had the Disney Visa card, you could book it, um, I think it was like two or three days in advance yeah. of the general public. And you could really save a lot of money with, uh, with those bookings. Yeah, and two to three days doesn't sound like a whole lot, but when Disney releases a discount, people think that just applies to like the all the rooms. But Disney discounts are not across the board. It's like they may have five rooms at the Contemporary that are free dining, or they may have like ten at uh, Riverside. So you have to be on the ball to get those. So getting that two to three day jump on the general public is a big deal. However, this last year, I think with free dining, there wasn't actually an early release or some the, one of the latest discounts. They didn't get a, a a little bit of a jump on the public, but most of the time you do. I got to say my favorite perk of having a Disney credit card is that you get to pick your own character. I don't know. They got like eight choices. I don't know what you guys have, but I have Darth Vader on mine. So 95% of the time, coffee, restaurant, I go to pay with my card. I get a compliment and that is just as valuable as all the points that I'm earning. Uh, and But I really do love the points, and that's going to help in the long run save money, even if it's just dining for our future Disney trips. But what about you? What characters? I was curious. What characters do you have on your card? We're now sporting the uh, BB-8 version of the card. Mm, nice. I uh, have a grandfathered-in character. I have a Sorcerer Mickey that's no longer available, but when they came out with all the new card types... They got rid. Of, they retired them. But if you didn't ever select a new one, you just got to keep the old one. So I have a grandfathered in Sorcerer Mickey, and Michelle has a really old Tinkerbell one that every time she pulls out, the cast members are like, "What is this?" So we have grandfathered in designs, and so I don't. I don't see us changing now, but until they make us. So we'll see. All right, well, what about using your points? I know everyone always gets a little worrisome when it comes to, uh, you know, what if a restaurant or that, you know, uh, vendor doesn't accept my points? When you go to Walt Disney World or you book through a travel agent, are they all pretty good about using the points that you've accumulated? You can use the points at, at any Disney location. They'll take it just like they take cash. Um, I've used it uh, with uh, travel agents to pay down our cruise bookings. I've used it on board the cruises. I've used it at Alani. I can't think of a Disney location that I haven't uh, used those Disney reward dollars at. I can name one place that I know for certain doesn't take it, and that is on the boardwalk. There's some kiosks with food and the margaritas. They do not take Disney gift cards. So that if you need a margarita on the boardwalk, that's that that's the one spot I can think of. Um, so it's base it's exactly a Disney gift card. You can even use it on um, DisneyStore.com. You know, buy shirts and toys and stuff. So if you're not going to the parks and you're building up these rewards, and you, even for Christmas time, you can use it to purchase, bring a little Disney magic uh, home that way too. You know, if you, uh, another thing, if you don't have the card and you're going to sign up for initially, there's uh, if you're going to sign up for it initially, there's some bonuses right now that are going on that you can get. Uh, if you get the free version of the card, they'll give you uh, $50 worth of bonus points uh, after you make your first purchase. Uh, if you get the Premier card, um, they'll give you $200 worth of bonus points if you spend after you spend $500. And 
you know, uh, Nancy, uh, my wife and I have traded back and forth getting the cards and then canceling them just to get the sign-up bonuses every few years. That's a really smart idea, uh-huh. just just to get those points. $200, I mean, that can go a long way in, uh, you know, a couple nights at a value resort. No, I, I really like that. But we are not all pro, you know, card uh, credit cards. If you do have a problem spending, do you want to throw that out, you know, uh, they are you got to You got to be able to pay those bills on time. So you don't want to go in Disney credit card debt. Want to make sure people do know that took the Dave Ramsey class. I get it. So uh, you don't need to have a bunch of Disney debt building up just to get those points. I spent, you know, if you spent ten thousand dollars on your credit card just to get a few Disney points, probably not worth it. So uh, you got to use it in moderation. That's that's always lesson number one there of, is, of, yeah. of, of travel hacking. Don't spend more money than you have. All right, Joe, question number two for you is what are some of your other favorite financial Disney travel hacks? I know I love seeing on your website you have some really cool gift card stuff, just some ways to help save a little bit of money uh, overall. You're never going to get Disney for free, but what about some ways to kind of save those pennies that add up? So I think um, a fairly easy strategy that most people can do is to purchase Disney gift cards for less than the face value. And there's a couple different uh, places that most people in the United States will have access to. Um, number one is, is Target. Uh, Target will sell almost anything at a 5% discount if you either get the Target credit card or a Target debit card. And this is something you can use if you uh, don't want to use credit cards. You can get a Target debit card tied to your checking account. And almost anything you buy in Target, you'll get 5% off. And that includes Disney gift cards. So right away, you're going to save 5% just by buying Disney gift cards instead of directly paying Disney for uh, whatever it is you wanted to purchase. If you're afraid of ending up with 800 Disney gift cards to pay for um, one of your packages or for your cruise or to take to the parks with you, uh, Disney has a website, um, DisneyGiftCards.com. There where you can go and you can combine those gift cards and you can combine them into, I think, a maximum amount of a thousand dollars on each gift card. Uh, and I've I've certainly done that before. Uh, if you're using a travel agent or you're calling Disney to pay for a package, they will greatly appreciate you not reading them 800 numbers and instead just reading mm-hmm. them a couple. Yes, yes, they definitely appreciate that consolidation. And I can vouch for the fact that um, I've seen my travel agent pay off people's whole trips with gift cards purchased at Target or other locations um, where they've gotten like fuel points or that sort of thing. And uh, so it basically is giving you 5% off your entire vacation right off the top. You're doing very little work other than, than going into Target to buy them. Something you can grab like, you know, $25, $50 at a time. So you can slowly say you book your trip you know, seven, eight months out in advance, you go to Target once a week for groceries. You know, you can just save, you know, buy $25, $50 a week to put towards it. It's not going to pay off your whole vacation if you do that possibly, but, you know, it chips away at it. Yeah, one of my favorite ones I saw on your website is going to Sam's Club or Costco, and I've always seen them there. You buy $150 worth of gift cards and you, you know, spend 130 bucks, give or take, uh, you save 10, 15, $20, depending on the time of year. And if you buy your whole trip that way, you can end up saving a couple hundred bucks 
And those are the little things that just completely add up. Like you said, Doug, you're getting 5% off your trip. And then I guess if you use your Disney credit card on top of that, you're getting another percentage back. Uh, So just all these little things that I love that you are able to do just to save uh, 5 to 10% off on a trip, just to make it a little bit more affordable. I think adding on that that credit card bonus in addition to the gift card bonus really, uh, really helps. If you're getting another 2%, maybe you've got a particular credit card that gives you 2% cash back or you've got a a Disney credit card that's giving you 2%. In addition to the 5% you're saving um, at some of the wholesale clubs, either Sam's Club or uh, in our area, we have one called BJ's Wholesale Club that um, will let you go in and purchase. Um, They will also let you purchase uh, Disney credit cards online and ship them to you. And I don't think that you have to be a member to do that. Um, I don't know if there's an additional shipping cost there. Um, one added benefit I'll say in terms of using another credit card to buy these wholesale clubs is periodically some credit cards will offer category bonuses for different quarters of the year. Uh, so I have a, a credit card, a Chase Freedom card, and usually from you know October to December, it'll give you a 5% off uh, if you make purchases at the wholesale club. And so you're getting 5% from your credit card and then you're getting 5% off the Disney gift cards. So now you're up to 10%. Well, that's a pretty good strategy. It just, it just keeps compil- you know, compounding mm-hmm. your discount. And that's really a good way to chip away at the cost of the trip and kind of build your stockpile of gift cards. So a- another technique that we use... Um, you know, once you've got this large stack of gift cards that you've hopefully uh, consolidated down to a smaller number of gift cards, uh, we use the Disney Vacation um, account. This is a, uh, almost like a Christmas club that, that Disney has started that you can uh, deposit money into. And of course, you can either do, uh, I think it'll do credit card, it might do check, but you can also do uh, gift cards. You put those in there. Uh, if you have it open 120 days before you spend the money, Disney will give you an additional $20 for each $1,000 that you spend, for basically for another 2% bonus. So essentially it's a savings account, right? So you buy your gift cards, then you put them into the savings account. Disney holds on to the money for a while, and then you get that return? Is that right? You're going to get – they will – once you've spent the money for your trip – you can go into the Disney vacation account and say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to take my trip. Send me my bonus. And then a, another Disney gift card will show up at your house for you know, $20, 40 60 $80, uh, whatever uh, amount you've reached in spending. So if you spend $1,000, you get a $20 gift card. If you spend $4,000, you get an $80 gift card. And, and again, this just goes back to every little bit counts. Uh, that might pay... You know, it might pay for your mixology classes on the cruise once you paid for the cruise. Yes, and that's important to some people. I know I'm never spending that money again. But uh, And that vacation club is something that travel agents can work with, so it doesn't, like, pigeonhole you into having to book a certain way. You still have the freedom of choice. It's just another way to build your funds with basically a Disney doing the sa- being the bank, so to speak. Yeah, I think the only caveat we should say here is once you've put this money into Disney uh, gift cards and into the Disney vacation account, 
you're going to take a trip to Disney at some point, whether it's this, you know, your next trip, maybe you have to cancel it or delay it. But, you know, if it's your once in a lifetime trip, maybe this isn't the way that you should go about it if you think you're going to have to cancel it at some point. But but at least for our family, we know we're going to Disney again. We know we're going on the Disney cruise again. So this is a way for us to uh, make those more affordable. If for some reason we have to replan or rebook, the money goes back into the Disney vacation account, and we spe- we spend it on the we spend it on the next uh, Disney vacation. It's okay. Your cat is just saying that he wishes he could go on a Disney vacation with you. I completely understand. Jealous. It is that yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. So all all right. No, no, these are some really good travel hacks. Just ways to uh, save money, and Disney's also great to work with. They know that it does take. Uh, it takes a good chunk of change to be able to go on a trip, and so that's mm-hmm. great that they have these uh, ways to help you do that. And speaking of that, what are some other ways, Joe, that you've seen, uh, not just credit cards and everything, other ways of reducing costs for a Walt Disney World trip? So if we're going to Walt Disney World, um, uh, Disney's definitely um, made it known that it's cheaper to visit it some times of the year versus other mm-hmm. times of the year. It's huge. Uh, if, you, if you go at Christmas or spring break, usually the week before or after Easter. That's the most expensive time uh, in terms of the ticket costs as well as the lodging costs. And I think sometimes they even add a surplus onto the dining costs uh, they have during done some that of the in holidays. Past, yep. Thanksgiving, it gets expensive to eat. Yeah, so if you can either either plan for that cost or try to shift your, uh, your vacation to a, a lower-cost time, that will definitely save you some money. Yeah, September and February are glorious for your budget. That's why um, we go there are February. Some, there are some expensive times in February. you got to avoid President's Week, but otherwise it's when value season is. That can be the biggest cost savings of all on your resort rate. I mean, it's crazy how many different resort prices they have. and like It changes from day to day all year long based off they got enough bean counters they know how much money they can squeeze out of Mm -hmm. you for that day of the year and so going on those off times is probably the biggest way to save money on your disney trip to keep the cost down and uh, you know right after labor day it's crazy hot but it's not busy and it's cheap i will also say we we um we tend to go the two weeks before Labor Day. Our schools generally don't start until Labor Day, and those last two weeks before Labor Day tend to be value season. It is it is a little bit warm, but it it's again, it's value season, it's cheap, and the parks start to empty out. Not as much as after Labor Day, but after Labor yeah. Day, our kids are back to school. I kind of feel like you pay less to be there. However, you get more. The parks aren't open as late during value season. Like, they close, like, right after fireworks, usually. But... Like the lines are so much shorter that you can accomplish more in shorter days and with less people. It's just a lot more enjoyable all around. Well, when this show goes live, Doug, you and I will be in Pandora during not a big, value season. Not a value season, so it's a little bit more no. expensive. And uh, I guess you got to peak season, and you got to look out for what uh, attractions. You know. Pandora being really new, so we we're not going to be saving much money going on our, our trip. I think we show up about ten o'clock to Animal Kingdom, head over to Flight of Passage. It sound like a good plan, right? Oh now. yeah, sounds I like mean, a great. Why not? I, the if line, you could, the line wasn't out the door the other day. No, by now the lines yeah. die down. 
if if you could live stream a 400 minute wait, I think that would be great. I don't know that we have the battery power to do that, but we'll try. I mean, we're not waiting 400 minutes for him. We have a fast pass for Flight of Passage, and uh, we will be there hours before rope drop to do Nave River Journey. Just uh, just FYI to everybody, that was a fictitious idea. All right, back to the topic. Saving money to get to Disney World. <laughs> so so the other thing I would also say is, is and we kind of touched on it before, but definitely look for those, um, the specials that Disney will, will tend to run. They'll, uh, I know, for, for example, this fall they're offering free dining. Uh, they may also uh, offer room discounts. Um, and a great way so that you don't have to sit on the phone for four hours is to is to have a travel agent book your your uh, Walt Disney World package through them so they can sit on the phone for four yeah. hours for you and really good uh, at that. get those specials. You know, the best thing is I haven't called Disney for so many years. It's wonderful. I, I get to hear their hold music all the time because sometimes – um, my travel agent will have three different phones on hold on those days those deals come out. So, like, I don't get my phone. She has my phone, her phone, her house phone. And, like, we get to hear the same hold music on all three. And, yeah, it's it's entertaining. But there's nothing worse than trying to switch your reservation to get one of the discounts when they come out. So let the professionals do it. They know how to do it. They know what they're looking for. They know how to switch you without, like, losing your reservation, losing all your dining messing things up there they uh they do it all the time and when they don't get you switched right away and they say just be patient we got a plan like trust them they, they know what they're doing but those discounts can be really big we did free dining last year because it was the best deal we could get it, it beat out even like a travel agent rate so some of their discounts are good and definitely worth thinking about and they usually steer you to less crowded times um Free dining used to be all through October. Now they say October is the new July. So October is like busy. Don't It's crazy. There's no discounts in October for a reason because it's crazy busy. So that's why the discounts are where they are. Like we mentioned, September is already cheap. There's always discounts in September as well. Uh, one of the other things that we tend to do um, is uh, we get a rental car, but... Um, my suggestion to people is to just take the Walt Disney World uh, transportation, including the Magical Express from the airport to your room, take the Walt Disney World buses, but take a quick Uber trip over to a local grocery store or Target and pick up some essentials that are going to cost you money once you're in the park. Maybe some light snacks. We usually get a case or two of water. Uh, for some reason, my children do not like the taste of Florida water. Man, uh, something about them. too much sulfur. <laughs> so we'll go over there and get some uh, cases of water. I can buy a case of water at Target for the same price as one bottle of water uh, will mm -hmm. cost me in the parks. Uh, so we'll pick up some quick snacks, maybe some breakfast food, uh, eat that while we're standing in line waiting for a rope drop. Uh, and so you can save quite a bit of money just by avoiding, um, I, we call them calorie fillers in the Disney parks as opposed to special snacks. People are just looking for something quick to, to eat. You know, here's some here's some snacks we picked up at Target Cheap. Yeah, that's a great idea. We uh, have packed breakfast down before, especially when we fly Southwest. Like it's, we'll almost have a suitcase full of food. I'm sure there's some TSA person that opens and is like, where are these people going? So it's you know a lot of mini muffins and pop tarts. But uh, we almost always pack our breakfast, and we eat it outside the tap styles at the parks while we're waiting for rope drop. 
Um, it gives you something to do while you're waiting, and uh, it fills your stomach. But uh, we used Garden Grocer on our last trip, or two tri- two trips, our spring break trip, I believe. No, our last trip, the uh, the mar- half marathon weekend, this dark side. And so Garden Grocer is the grocery delivery to the Disney resorts, not the cheapest option. You can go to Target and way beat the price with Uber, get your stuff, get back. However, it was waiting for us at check-in. We carried it to our room, threw it in the fridge. Um, I was able to get my Diet Mountain Dew instead of having to drink this stuff called Diet Coke all week. So it was great. So I had Diet Mountain Dew and mini muffins every morning for breakfast. I believe that was what my doctor recommended as a healthy, nutritious breakfast. Well, if my dentist is telling me I can eat that, then we're good. All right. It's all about how you brush, Derek. No, those are really great. I know we've gone to uh, Walmart on our trips. Uh, we've gotten food. We're like you. Uh, we have little kids. So I highly recommend bringing snacks we fell for the banana trap my kid really wanted a banana that was the most expensive banana i've ever bought i think i could have bought four banana trees for the price of that one banana but so we we have a whole bunch of granola bars and checks mix yeah it's cheaper just to do the behind the seeds tour and tell your kids to just be fast run over there grab a banana and get back they'll just notice the footprints in the sand and you just be quick be quick go get your banana and that's really fresh. They rake that sand every day, so they won't no, even no notice problem. the footprints that much. Yeah. And we used to always rent a car when our kids were littler because uh, if we took a midday break, sometimes our midday break would just be in our car. They'd be in their car seats. They'd zonk out. Um, basically, we would drive to Target. My wife would go in, get supplies, and then come back out. We'd cruise down iDrive, look at what's new, cruise – or maybe not. Yeah, iDrive, and kind of go – Go up and down a little bit and come back after, you know, an hour-long nap and back at a different park. So renting a car is great, especially when the car kids are littler. And we Ubered to the car care center. You don't have to Uber. If you want to be even cheaper, they will come pick you up in a shuttle. I've always taken the shuttle, when I return the car, shuttle back to wherever I want to go because it's just right there waiting. Uh, but I did Uber there on the last trip to get our rental car. Uh, Uber is super cheap to get around Disney World as well and convenient. Yeah, I mean, we also, almost every trip that we go on down there, we, we rent a car, and it's primarily because we enjoy going to the restaurants at the other resorts, and mm-hmm. in order to get there, we're either going to take a taxi or we have to take, you know, one or two Disney buses, and after a while of, of going in August, we got tired of uh, waiting for the buses. So we tend to rent a car. We use... Um, Costco travel to rent the cars through, which gives you a really good discounted rate. Um, sometimes we can get a full size car for twenty dollars a day, and for us, twenty dollars a day is 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 worth it to not stand totally. in the bus corral and either worry about getting, you know, rained on or sweating uh, for long periods of time. And then we can run to the store um, mm-hmm. as well. Gives you a little freedom. And he, and if any of you guys are an AP holder, you get that free parking in there as well. That's right. Or if you're staying on Disney property. Yep. As long as you're on property, it's free to park. And uh, you can park at the other resorts if you have a dining reservation. Or say you want to just go to your counter service option, you can tell them at the gate. Every now and then, some of the deluxe resorts may turn you away for weird reasons. Some of them get pretty picky. But um, 
I don't recommend like just going to the contemporary saying you have a reservation, trying to park all day and walk to the Magic Kingdom. They're going to catch you. Uh, and same thing with the Poly and Grand Floridian. And some of those deluxe resorts, the parking is not convenient. The value in the moderates parking lots, super convenient for your car. Um, but like the boardwalk, the beach club, dot club, it's it's a bit of a hike to your car unless you valet. And they almost, you feel like you're trying to be forced in valet, but I am not a valet person. For some reason, I have issues handing, you know, a 19-year-old kid my keys. I just, I, even though it's a rental car, I'm like, no, so I was just going to walk from three blocks over there just out of principle. So don't feel like you have to valet. However, you have a Tables of Wonderland card, which is another way to save money, which that's like third level of money saving right there. Um, you get free valet parking. So one good thing about Tables in Wonderland, but then you have to have an AP and Tables in Wonderland and a reservation. So I mean that's getting pretty. And deep. a 19-year-old still has to valet your car. Yeah, that's right. That's true. So the the next suggestion I'm going to make is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but my advice for saving uh, saving money on going to a Walt to on a Walt Disney World vacation is to go for a longer period of time. And my explanation for that is is it's going to cost you the same to get there and get home no matter how long you stay. So that's kind of a fixed cost. And then um, the tickets are going to cost you pretty much the same between four days and 10 days. There may be a 20 to 30 per, uh, $30 you know, extra charge between four days and 10 days on a ticket. So you're not spending that much more uh, to go to the parks for those extra days. Your only increased costs are your hotel costs per night. They, you know, they go up each night and your dining cost each night. But it's cheaper to go for a 10 day, uh, a 10 day vacation than it is to go for two four day vacations, especially if you're buying two sets of four day park tickets. Does that make sense? Nope, makes nope. a lot of makes sense. sense. I totally agree. The longer trips save you a ton of money. Although theory I've always had is we're paying to get there. We're going to stay a while. Because mm -hmm. um, flights add up. And I think we'll talk about that next. But that that's kind of been my theory. It's almost like if we go to Europe, like we're going to stay a while. We're not just going for the weekend. So it, it totally makes sense. Plus that cost per day for the park ticket. Every day you add on to your Disney park ticket the ticket gets cheaper per day so staying longer playing longer and then you don't feel as rushed you get to enjoy things a little bit more makes total sense you know you have to eat if you're at home so you know really you got to feed the kids no matter what might as well feed them at disney world that's right they'll love you for it they will maybe all right well let's you mentioned uh flights and i wanted to get into that uh let's talk a little bit about airline travel and what are some uh, ways, Joe, that you have found to cut that price down. So, um, for for our family, my wife and I will um, sign up for airline credit cards. Uh, there are numerous American Airlines credit cards. There are numerous cards that will get you uh, uh, airline miles for United. Uh, there's a whole host of Southwest cards. Um, we'll sign up for those. We'll. Uh, most of them have a bonus if you sign up for the credit card and you spend a certain amount within a certain amount of time. Usually it's two to $3,000 over three months. They will hand you uh, usually enough points for two free round-trip tickets almost anywhere within the United States. Um, we have the convenience of going to either an American Airlines hub 
or United Hub. Uh, both of those also have Southwest flights, JetBlue flights. So we will uh, get the sign-up bonuses for the credit cards. We'll then book our flights with them. Uh, most of the time, we can get free flights down to either Orlando. Um, you can always also look at Tampa or Jacksonville. We found a number of either either free flights into Jacksonville at a reduced uh, mileage cost, or just cheap tickets to Jacksonville in general. There was uh, there was one year that we got annual passes that we were flying into Jacksonville, and we were spending hundred and twenty dollars round trip to go to Jacksonville. And it is a two and a half hour drive from Jacksonville to Orlando. But it's much better than the three fifty four hundred dollar round trip tickets they were trying to charge us to go into Orlando. Mm-hmm. So looking at some alternate airports is a good way to go. But signing up for credit cards to get the sign up bonus for the airline miles is a great way to go. And again, you know, as we as as you said before, Doug, don't spend more money than you have just to get these sign up bonuses. You've been better off just paying for the airline tickets themselves if you're if you're not going to be able to pay those bills off. I can't take credit for saying that. That was totally Derek. He's the Definitely. smarter one. Yeah, financially speaking. So we uh, we have a credit card. It's a Chase credit card. But if we book our flights through the credit card, we get like quadruple points. Um, and if we use points to book our flights, um, if we say we use our points for anything else, it's basically, you know, so many points equals a dollar. It's like a straight exchange. You can figure it out by moving the decimal points, how many points you have to how many dollars. But if we book flights, also we get 20% off our flights. So our points become more valuable. So a lot of the times when we're buying just one ticket for Michelle or one ticket for me, we try to use our points for the, the little work trips, that sort of stuff. Um, it's hard to use points to buy five tickets for the whole family because somebody had too many children. But, you know, that's a difficult thing. So we use those points and we can get discounted flights by booking through the credit card website rather than using the points on the airline's website. It's kind of adding a whole nother layer so then when you do book it you get like three different confirmation emails and you're not sure which one to respond to if there's a problem so there there is some extra layers but it really saves us money especially if we have the points to use that's really good one of my favorite things i love to share is that the easiest one just sign up for every email airline you can possibly find uh, I regularly get Southwest, Allegiant, JetBlue, Frontier, and I get their emails every other day, and it can be tiresome, but every now and then you get that, hey, we're having a one-day sale, and you look, and it just so happens that it's to MCO, and you're like, well, uh, why not? I guess and you got to yeah, go. Get, we'll, we'll go, and you know, we, we got a Disney trip that way just because of that deal. They did a one-day special at uh, Omaha for Legionnaire, and we're like, okay, we jumped on it and got all four of us down there for next to nothing. And it was just because years ago, I spent a whole day going into every restaurant and every airline I could possibly think of and putting in all my account information. So I have no idea where all that has actually gone over the years, but I do know on my birthday, I get a lot of free bonuses, but I also get a lot of great bonuses <laughs> with uh, airline travel as well. So that's one tip I love to give to people is uh, just, you know, sometimes you book your whole trip around that one crazy killer deal. You know, the other thing is, is having the airline credit card a lot of times will get you free checked bags. So if you're going down to Disney mm-hmm. and you're hauling most of your, your wardrobe with you, 
you, yeah, Pop-tarts. or pop or pop tarts. You don't have to pay twenty five dollars per bag. You'll get you know one or two free bags for your flight down there, and that that'll save you twenty five or fifty dollars. Usually, it's enough to pay uh, whatever that annual fee is on the credit card if you decide to keep it uh, past the first year. That's a good idea. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our final topic, and we're starting to run a little bit lower on time, but definitely want to hit up the Disney cruises. Because I know that's why we had you on the show last time, Joe. You're a big cruise guy. And uh, they're expensive. Not going to lie. They do cost a nice pretty penny. We just booked our second trip. So uh, what are some great ways? And and this is one way I love. I'm going to give your website, backtothemouse.com. One thing I do love seeing on there is some, uh, you have a couple travel hacks. You put things in order, you know, how to financially make them. Uh, the best for what you're getting. So, Joe, walk us through the Disney cruise and how you can make it more affordable so you can take a cruise every couple of years. So the the best advice for that is the same advice for Walt Disney World is, is look at the time you're taking your cruise. If you can take a cruise in the, um, I call it any time that school is in session, they will be much cheaper than if you take them during school breaks. And, and uh, my heart goes out to teachers here because they're going to pay the worst prices for any Disney cruise. Mm. Uh, Christmas is expensive. Yeah. Uh, spring break is expensive. And summer is expensive. If you can hit those shoulder seasons or, or, or maybe you can find a school break in September or October, those are great times to, to, to take the cruises. Uh, we had the uh, misfortune of get, uh, taking one in October and running into hurricane season, but that, that does not happen very often. Most of the time they'll, they'll avoid those. And, and it's a good time of year to go. Uh, to to find a reduced price cruise, that was really unusual. What happened to you guys? That I I don't know how many times that's happened to Disney Cruise Line where they've just because you were just canceled, right? You didn't even just, get on the plane. It was just canceled. Yeah, we never got on the plane. But but let me say this: Disney gave us back all our money. In addition, they gave us twenty percent off the price of any cruise we wanted to take within the next year. And of course, I had a Christmas cruise booked for this year coming up, which I couldn't use any other discount for, and I took the 20% and applied it directly to the cruise. I probably saved $1,200 on that cruise just because I missed a cruise, got my money back. Um, so Disney was nice to, to take care of us in that way. The other thing I'll say is, you know, there are multiple types of staterooms on board the, the, the cruise ship, and, and that will stratify, stratify the price as well. So if you're willing to maybe do... Uh, uh, just an ocean view stateroom or an interior stateroom, those tend to be cheaper than the veranda staterooms and certainly a lot cheaper than the concierge staterooms. Yeah, the, the price difference to concierge is a whole nother stratosphere of money. Uh, we've done that ocean view for two of, both of our seven night cruises, and we don't ever feel trapped or like we can't get out or anything like that. The kids fight over who gets to sit in the window. Um, quite a bit. That's, I'd say, the worst thing about the Ocean View stateroom because it's got that big window with the seat. Um, we've never done an inside stateroom because, well, once again, too many kids. But uh, it's definitely a great way to save money. And, you know, verandas, there's there's the jogging track. You can go get a chair down there and enjoy the view, right? We've done many cruises on the uh, uh, with the Ocean View. In fact, we did our Alaska cruise with an Ocean View room, and we spent a lot of time up on deck four and, and didn't feel like we were missing anything. And the price difference, I think, was somewhere around $3,000 between an Ocean View room mm-hmm. and a veranda room. Um, yeah. So we could spend the $3,000 doing a lot of excursions. That's right. 
Well, let's mention uh, booking while you're already on the ship. People don't usually know that, but how much money, what's the percentage that you should save if you just book your next cruise while you're already having fun on your current cruise? As you mentioned, Derek, that's a great way to save money. There is an onboard booking desk. I think they call it, Mm -hmm. maybe they call it future vacations now. Um, You go there, you can either book a specific cruise and as long as it's not in a, in a uh, they have some cruises that the discount won't apply for, I think, uh, around the spring break and the uh, Christmas cruises as well. Sometimes a specialty cruise, they'll not allow you to apply the discount. But if it's not one of those, you can save 10% on the price of the cruise. If it's less than seven days, you get a $100 stateroom credit. If it's more than seven days, you get a $200 stateroom credit. If you don't know a specific cruise that you want to book, you can spend you can give them a 250 dollar uh, i think they call it a placeholder yep, it's like placeholder. A, it's almost like a certificate for a future cruise and then and then once you've and it has to be used two years from when you book it but you then can then apply that to a future cruise even ones they haven't released the itineraries for so you can wait till the itineraries get released and, and then you can apply your placeholder to it. And the $250 goes towards the price of that cruise, and you get the 10% discount on it as well if it's not blacked out. Yep, we will be getting a placeholder in place on our next cruise. We always we always book, book a placeholder, totally cancelable. Cancelable? Can't, that's a word, right? Yeah. Um, so we book that placeholder, and we've used all of them, but there'll be a day where we have to cancel. You can also book two cabins as well you you uh so say you're going in the future and you're going to have friends or family you can get two cabins at that reduced 10 percent off you don't have to just get like one and one and one so you can expand it and get really carried away so michelle and i went on our very first cruise we booked two cabins with the discount and the um onboard credit and then when we went on our next cruise, it was with all of my, my parents and brothers and sister. And so my parents got the discounted, the other cabin that was discounted. So lots of ways to kind of add that up. Well, and after you do so many cruises, you start adding the numbers 10% here, 10% there. By the time you get to your eighth, ninth, tenth cruise, it's basically free. And if you use the Disney yeah. credit card, you're getting another percentage uh, back in points as well. So just some added bonus ways to save just a little bit of money, but adds up so you can do more of these cruises. Because, Joe, what are you going on? Nine, ten, dear? I think we've got nine and ten booked, and 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 now when I'm on my tenth cruise, I'll I'll, I'll think about how it's free. That's your free cruise. That's right. All <laughs> those other like cruises added up. Yep. That's right. Got the punch card going. It's just like a punch card for they, a sandwich. They don't have a double punch <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Really though. big sandwich. Oh, double punch would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's unfortunate. Another way that you can uh, you can get that that cruise for a slightly cheaper price is if you book them right when they're released. Um, when they announce the new itineraries, then they'll announce you know when platinum members can book it, when gold members can book it, silver, and then the general public. And if you have a a travel agent that's willing to sit on the phone for you, they'll they'll be on hold, and you'll usually get the cheapest price that the cruise will be offered right then barring any particular kind of discounts that they may offer to fill them up at the very end. But usually those are only for Florida residents or military members or something like that. That unlike Disney world where there are specials and discounted rates that get released for rooms and free dining, 
there is not discounts for the cruise line. The price only goes one direction, and that is up. How fast it goes up varies depending on the cruise. The more popular the cruise, the faster it shoots up. I remember we had a cruise booked, and then they uh, word came out that they were going to announce this Star Wars cruise. And Michelle got on the phone. While she was on hold, they officially announced it. And so she switched to the very first Star Wars cruise like as it was announced. And by that night, it went up $1,000 from oh, when wow. we switched to it in one day. So they announced Star Wars Day at Sea. The cruise jumped $1,000. And they didn't jump it like before people were booking it. It was because people were booking it, and it forces the room up. They probably have a computer that just automatically, as cabins disappear, price goes up. So booking early is key in the cruise world. I was going to say the same thing. We booked our, our Star Wars at Sea Cruise uh, pretty much right when they were announced. Uh, within within six months, uh, and they had announced that it now was a Star Wars cruise, it went up, I think, about $2,000. Yeah. And and I don't know what it was by the time it, it actually sailed. But, um, yeah, the price just, just goes up from, from uh, when they first released the itineraries. So it's good to have a travel agent there that will that will jump on the phone for you and wait and give you the best price possible. I'm really hoping with two more cruise ships coming out that it can kind of help the prices a little bit in the long run. That's why I think you can see uh, some of the other cruise lines that have a massive fleet offer such cheap rates because mm -hmm. they don't fill up as fast where Disney Cruise Line does operate over 90%. And so that's why, you know, people are spending the money. They're going to keep those prices going up. Yeah, they don't need to discount right yeah. now. All right, Joe, anything else? We're kind of running low on time here at the end of the episode, but anything else you want to share? Uh, some Disney travel financial hacks that you've done, maybe some unique ones or different things uh, here at the end that uh, really stand out to you to help just save some money. I'd mention just a couple. Um, one way for cruises is to look for kind of, as, a, as I was saying, off-season cruises or, or, or different cruises. Disney will sometimes move the ship from one port to another port, and those are called repositioning cruises. If you can look at the repositioning cruises, those tend to be very cheap because people don't want to fly into one airport and back from another one. Uh, I know um, coming up within the next uh, year, year and a half, Disney will sail, um, I think it's the Magic of the Wonder, down to San Juan, do a couple cruises in San Juan, and then come back. If you can fly down to Puerto Rico, get on the boat and come back. Those are some uh, particularly cheap cruises. Uh, when the boat goes, when the magic goes from Florida over to Europe or back, those transatlantic cruises tend to be very cheap uh, in terms of, you know, per night on, on the boat. You know, the overall cost might, be a, might look like the other cruises, but you're on the boat for 10, 11, 14 days. Uh, so those tend to be the cheaper cruises. Is the Panama Canal kind of the exception to that rule? That seems like a popular repositioning cruise, though. It, 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 is, it is a popular cruise, but it's not that expensive. When I, okay. you know, I, I, per day? I, it's still... I, per day, I ran some numbers for inside staterooms, for uh, veranda rooms as well, for two adults, two kids. That's usually uh, uh, number three in terms of cheapest per night that you're on board because you're on board for 14 nights. Um, yeah. You'd probably eat every, 
single meal that they had to offer on board and you'd be in in the cabanas a lot eating stretchy pants the buffet. Mm-hmm. yeah you definitely need the stretchy, stretchy pants. pants but you know if if you want to go on the ship and you want to stay on the ship and you you want to spend as little per night as you can that's a that's a great cruise as well as the transatlantic cruises and just a shout out to your website you have a spreadsheet on there that you did recently of cost per night of all the cruises and you lay it out really simply. So if you want to go check out Back to the Mouse and uh, look at this spreadsheet, you're a genius with numbers. You're a wizard of numbers. And, I, yeah, it lays it all out so you can see it. It's an amazing post. So definitely go check out that post. Yep, I agree. Um, worth your time. You know, you're you're a dentist. You save people's health by, by, by keeping their, their, their teeth straight. And, and Derek, you do, you do radio work. Uh, I can I can write Excel spreadsheets. That's go. that's pretty much it. Yep, I don't do paperwork. Yep. Yeah, I do. So I'll know. So the only other thing that I would add here uh, before we finish up is maybe look at when you you know if you are going to pay for flights, uh, maybe look at flying in a day earlier than you originally had planned, or maybe a day later. You know, don't necessarily mm-hmm. try to fly on that Friday afternoon or that Saturday morning. See maybe if you can go Thursday night or even Wednesday night. You know, you will miss some time from school or from work. But you can save a lot of money by flying on, on days that a lot of other people aren't flying on. Maybe instead of flying back Sunday night, fly back Monday night or Tuesday night. You can, you know, you can definitely uh, save a lot of money by looking at alternate flight arrangements. That's how we got our last Disneyland trip in. It was so much cheaper to fly out of mm-hmm. Orange County on Monday. Was, uh, I mean, we save money by going to Disney, Disneyland. So, yeah, that's a great tip. I love it. That's one of my favorite ones. Always, always cheaper to fly in the middle of the week. This has been a really wonderful episode. I'm really glad. Thank you so much, Joe, for being back on the show. And, again, your website is backtothemouse.com. Definitely check it out. He's uh, got a lot of trips. Love going in some former posts, seeing uh, some, some of the trips that you've done. It makes me want to go to mm-hmm. Alani and a few other places. That's for sure. And of course, that spreadsheet is a great tool. If uh, trying to save money uh, to go on a Disney cruise, that is a great tool. Another great tool, of course, is using a Disney travel agent. We mentioned that earlier in the episode. And of course, we highly recommend our agent, Michelle McKnight. She will sit on hold on three phones for you, making sure you get everything that you need to. And she's done that for, I know, myself personally many of times. So Uh, If you need to be put in touch with her, send us a message and we'll follow you up. And of course, uh, go to Facebook and Twitter, like and follow us. We love hearing your comments and your responses. We get a lot more questions lately and we love talking about those on the air. And that's what this whole episode has been about, travel hacking. So if you have one that we didn't mention, we want to hear about it too. So we'll put some posts this week on social media and let us know some of your favorite tips and tricks. We didn't even talk about it. Before the episode, we did joke about bringing PB&Js into the park to save money against food. That never came up in the episode, but there are a lot of fun food hacks that uh, we didn't get to mention, guys. So sorry, didn't, didn't come up. Yeah, no PBJ in the backpacks, I guess. Nope, so sp- spend a little bit of money on Disney food. It's worth it in the long run rather than Doug seeing Subway sandwiches out all day. What could possibly yeah. happen in 98 degrees? No, yeah. No, no, nothing, no, nothing, nothing could go wrong. Thank you again, Joe, for being on the show. It's been really fun to have you here. This has been Rope Drop Radio for Doug McKnight. I'm Derek Sassman. Thank you for listening.